Hi, everyone. Welcome to another Big Show show. In fact, the final one for 2023, How Time Flies When You're Having Fun. I am Andrew Smith of Think Uncommon, and I am, of course, joined by our CEO, Gareth. G'day, mate. Hey, Andrew. How are you going? I am good. I'm tired, but I'm uh, rejuvenated and excited by retail once more, as this show always seems to happen to do. Um, we finished our final day. Um, you know, I'd love to hear from you. What, are you, what were the favourite sessions of this final day? Of, um, I have a sneaking suspicion I know what one of them might be. Um, but also, what uh, you know, the show overall. So, look, it was the day of the Aussie yesterday and at the NRF show. We had two Australians presenting on stage, our friend Nick Blatt from Chemist Warehouse was presenting with Marketplace, talking about the story and the journey Chemist Warehouse has been on with Marketplace. And, you know, it was quite insightful looking at um, the benefits of a Marketplace strategy for a traditional bricks and mix, sorry, bricks and mortar retailer who's very successful anyway. But Nick talked about the benefits of trial, learning things about extended ranges, learning things about new suppliers, and offering customers, of course, an extended service with existing brands that are already on range. Um, so that was a good session. And then the other Aussie today, or yesterday, I should say, um, was Brad Banducci and Woolies. Um, Brad focused very much on data and the benefits that data have brought to the business and this replatforming they did before COVID that is now really starting to bear fruit in just about every aspect of their business. So those two, are, I, yeah, I really enjoyed those two. It was very nice to see the Aussie flags flying, um, I must admit, um, and lots of great feedback across the sessions, which is awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I had something different. We, we, of course, always try and split so that we get a different point of view and different topics covered um, uh, across the agenda. I had a, a distinctly uh, modern trend-themed uh, day. My two highlighted sessions, the first one was about executing a successful resale model. Um, I've uh, been lucky enough uh, with Rethink Retail and the, the Top 100 Influencer Group to hear a lot of people talking about what they think the big trends of 2023 are going to be in retail. And resale was pretty much you know, mentioned by my most, certainly a majority um, of those influencers and those people who are deep in thinking in, uh, in the retail space. Um, this session was uh, M.M. Uh, M. Lafleur and Madewell. Madewell, of course, is the, has its own brand, but also is, is the owners of J. Crew as well. And they both had obviously a very different view of how to start. Madewell, J. Crew being, you know, a, a decent sized retailer with a bit of money behind them. M.M. Lafleur, you know, essentially is a startup um, clothing company and talked about, you know, looking at things like what Eileen Fisher's doing with its scale. We can't do that. We're a startup, essentially, you know, fashion brand here in New York. Um, you know, how do we do it? And they spoke really articulately around, you know, how to start, like thinking about, um, you know, can you build your own platform? Do you want to build your own platform? What is the actual most benefit um, that you're going to get? Uh, how, how do you achieve that? Um, and and both of them in the end have actually partnered with uh, with other providers to to do their uh, their uh, their work their their resale model. You know my favourite stat that came out of the session though, um, M.M. Lafer was talking about the business case, which you know everyone asks the question: Are you going to cannibalise your actual you know your your traditional revenues by operating in the resale space? Well, it turns out definitely not for them. They have 70% of their customers who sell something on the resale platform check out for gift cards instead of cash. So they're going to be spending that that money back in the brand itself. And when they do, they spend four times the amount they redeemed. 
So um, she gave the example, if someone sells a dress for $70 on the platform, they essentially then take that 70 and, and put it towards a $280 purchase in store. So for them, this kind of like cyclical life cycle is incredibly profitable. So that was very, very cool to hear. I also put my nerd on and went to a Web 3.0 session that had RGA and Reddit uh, in it and involved in it. Um, gee, it was it was hard to keep up with someone who isn't quite as wholeheartedly nerdy as the people talking on stage, but there were some really interesting thoughts about it. The big one, or a part, a big part of it, was um, them kind of re-clarifying to people that Web 3.0 is a concept; it's not technology. Everyone thinks you know Web 3.0 is some kind of fancy new code. It isn't. It's just a concept of how web can exist, and it's all about building trusts and relationships. And it was great to hear from um, the uh, the brand, both brands, talking about. Um, you know what uh, the role of a, of a of a brand who wants to come in there it is not to advertise it is not to talk to people it's not to put a billboard up it's actually about building community and, and relationships and trust and being able to um, have that as a very much a two-way dialogue so it was it was very interesting to hear it um, they, their advice for everyone was kind of like well it's it's really new so there's no real huge shift here yet you've just just watch and put some put some uh, people who care about it in fact the the uh, reddit um, expert was talking, you know, just send an email out and say, hey, is anyone really into this Web 3.0 stuff and who might want to just like take a stab at how we should play around in it? Um, and you'll probably be surprised by the, you know, the person on the shop floor or it could be the person uh, in, in the merchant buyer group or wherever who's like just really into this who could bring some really interesting creative ideas. So they, they were my two highlights. I thought they were, they were very interesting. They sound great sessions, um, both of them. Yeah, I I lucked out. I did miss the Aussies, though. I must admit. Um, all right, so we have we've come to the end of a of a of a big show for another year, Gareth. It's um um you know, we've we've been going these for for a little while now. What are your reflections on this one? Well, I've mentioned this already in the shows, but I think the pride in retail as an industry uh, that that came out in a lot of the US based retailer sessions. In fact, not just the US based retailer sessions, the Europeans too. Um, and uh, it was just a reminder, you know, when we live in this world of casualized teams and, you know, um, low wages, it was, it was good to see the positive social impact of retail on, on team members and pride in the business. Um, so that, that was number one. On the technology side, you know, you see every year, I think, every time we come, we see incremental improvement in the technologies that have been bubbling along for some years. You know, and a typical example is AI. You know, how long has AI been around? Uh, and it's like what you mentioned with 3.0. Really, AI is a bit of a concept. It's um, – and machine learning, is, of course, is, is related. Um, the nitty-gritty of it um, is all about the detail. But nevertheless, AI is now being applied to all sorts of aspects of the business and seems to be – producing results and all sorts of people were now prepared to be on stage the walgreens one was my favorite on the merchandise one but there were others on on hr there were others on knowing about customers that um that were you know sort of mature use cases now of the technology uh the other thing on the technology side i think is this continuum that's developing on frictionless checkout so maybe at the start of the continuum, you've got um, handheld point of sale in store, which allows the uh, team member to stay with a customer right through the selling journey and have them check out um, 
on the spot and just they don't need to come to a till to finish the transaction. So there's that on one end of the continuum, but it goes forward from there to things like scan and go, forward from there to things like uh, self-checkout carts, and then even further forward from that to just walk out. So I think, I think we've seen, we're seeing this continuum of frictionless checkout. And I found that, uh, I found that pretty interesting too. Yeah. I actually find, um, that the evolution of technology in the years of going to the show is one of my favorite things to observe, like how mature they've become and, and uh, how broad, you know, we, we would have gone to a show six, seven years ago and check out, uh, you know, um, uh, cashierless checkout was a huge part of the show and it made a big bang but it was still couldn't scale it was still incredibly expensive but the idea is kind of there and it kind of can plant it in your head so you can be thinking about it but unless it's the absolute core you know differentiator that you've been looking for it's really just a watch and learn for yeah. a couple of years yeah. until it gets mature um, you know we've seen it with robotics we've seen it with AI and you know and we've seen it with just walkout style stuff um, and it's, but it's good that they're all, you know, they're, they're hitting their straps now. And you, you know, that it's real when you see, uh, four, five, six, seven different providers doing the same thing. That's when you know that there's, there's something going on there. Um, I, I also found that this, the inventive spirit keeps coming back. You know, you can judge the health of an industry by its investment in new ideas and new ways of doing things. And they did a, re- I think that, you know, the innovation hub hearing from, um, different providers, like the one that Nick mentioned yesterday, that's you know stripped out a hundred million dollars of cost for supplier negotiations with Walmart. You know, you see all of these like little ideas, these little one percenters of retail that uh, that only a retailer would know is a is a problem, um, and uh, and then being solved for really really cleverly. I think that, I, I love that. I think that's another a really healthy sign for the sector overall. Yeah, look, and that was a good thing with the Starbucks presentation. We talked about that last night. That uh, you know, it, in one sense, their presentation was about something really uh, prosaic, you know, uh, 25 minutes a day spent on monitoring fridge temperatures. But the IoT deployment has saved uh, 15 minutes a day in 9,500 stores. Uh, that becomes material. And the next frontier they talked about is taking four seconds out of checkout. Um, and when you talk, when they have 400 million items checked out a week all of this stuff's significant and uh yeah i think that's in the same spirit yeah agreed and it, but it, it is um it, there's just so many so much opportunity out there like we yeah. always feel like as retailers we've probably squeezed the lemon but guess what someone comes up with an idea every year that's new that uh, that certainly uh, proves that we got it wrong well, it's been a blast hanging out with you again in New York um, and uh, learning and sharing all of our insights, sending these. I, I love the way that you call them postcards, by the way, back to our Australian friends who didn't quite get to make the show. So it's been a pleasure um, spending time with you again, as always, and uh, and recording these sessions. Uh, and I look forward to doing it again next year, NRF 2024, not to mention NRF 2024 from Singapore, the first time it's exiting the US and having its its own show in the Asia Pac region. And I can't wait to see what they uh, they come up with there as well. And for our Melbourne listeners, Andrew, we should just give a little plug for our Feb 7 Bringing It Home event, where we're going to recap a lot of this stuff in person. And actually, we've got a an Insights to Action workshop tagged on the end of that. So we'll, there'll be more detail on that coming out in the next few days. 
that's a very good point. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to kind of getting in the room and breaking down some of the things that we've learned with people, a group of people who have both been uh, and come to New York and seen the show and went on safaris with us, but also those who couldn't make it and have been watching from afar. So uh, I'm looking forward to that February 7th as well. I'll be beaming in from the US, um, but uh, I'm very excited for the event. So great call that. Well, thank you, Gareth. I appreciate uh, you and I appreciate your leadership and your uh, your nudges on everything that we've been doing in the past week. So thank you for that. And uh, I look forward to another NRF show with you next year. Thanks, Andrew. 